Yo, yo, yo. Um, oh, man. That sounded like the greatest piss of all time, the way you're acting. <laughs> you enjoy oh, yourself in there? Uh, I enjoyed myself in there more than I enjoyed myself this week so far. I'll tell you hey, that. Hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the way up then. That's great. Man. <laughs> man. I'm over yeah. here trying to make logos for the fantasy league because we are one game away from the playoffs, and you have the biggest game of your life, sir. Trying to get this playoff run to get to another championship, finally add to your your illustrious career of one title in this league, you know. But nobody's hey, counting, really. <laughs> one title in four four years, I think it is. One title in four years, so that's not bad. It's not like it's not on the same level of me getting like you know. Four doesn't count. That doesn't count. Years, but... <laughs> that doesn't count. I was you not in the league. Ne- you will never let me have this. <laughs> you can have it with everyone else but me because I wasn't a part of this league yet. You have That's one fair. championship, the same amount that I have as far as, you know, when I joined the league. So fine. In my I'll mind, we're that. even. All right. In my mind. You can have it in your mind, but I have the records all in front of me and it shows <laughs> the results. That's all I'm saying is I have factual data. But it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to earn this second one in your era and prove without a shadow of a doubt that I am the one when it comes to this league. But the one, eh? we're getting there. We're getting there. One more game to go. Uh, five spots out of six have been locked up, including with yours truly going to mm-hmm. his <clears throat> his 10th straight playoff appearance. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but this man. <laughs> And, of course, our resident champion, uh, the illustrious Crystal, trying to get her own three-peat going. And it is down to the two of them for that last spot. Crystal and her three-peat quest goes through me. So, we will see who comes out alive. Ryan has the inside track. If he wins, he's in. And the quest of the three-peat ends with just two in a row. But if she Mm -hmm. can pull it off and Ryan ends up coughing it up against the number one seed in this league, then she gets in, and here we go. So, mm-hmm. looking forward you know to what? it. I will say this. Uh, if I do miss the playoffs, I won't even be mad because my team scored more than, I believe, it's four of the six playoff teams. I have more is, points scored. That is true. So, I mean, it's just the luck of the draw sometimes, and that's cool. I didn't play garbage teams every week. Every team I played gave me their best, so that, that's cool with me. I just want to throw that out there. Those are actual facts, and I do have the numbers right in front of me. I mean, yeah, your points four are, yeah, you're like fourth most, top. fifth most. Yeah, you're yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the top, yeah. But the points against, yeah. I'm also in the top. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a few of them got more than you for sure, but you definitely, you're right. They brought it against you. Yeah. So Me and the, the resident champ, Crystal. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, I think she has. She's the, the second, top. <laughs> all third most. This week kind of changed a lot. Now she's only third most, but there's honestly like a two to three point difference between her and the worst of them all. So mm, you're mm, right. Yeah. Luck of the That's draw sometimes. Team. And let's not get it twisted. This season, and I've been calling it this the entire year, this is a cursed-ass season. This whole it's season is, is suspect. It's topsy-turvy. Nothing makes sense. Teams are beating teams. They have no business beating. Everyone's fucking injured. So... I don't even want to hear about it. Like, even if I do win the whole thing, I'm going to be like a little like, holy shit, I can't believe I pulled that off kind of thing. Because my team is stumbling into the playoffs. Everyone's fucking banged up. My whole bench is completely decimated. So we'll see. I'm glad I got it locked up with like 
a couple weeks still to get my team healthy, but fuck, man. I'm a little worried now that I'm not number one anymore. Now I kind of have to play that first week, and oh, boy, I might yeah. need a little more rest. You could Please. use that extra bye week. Please. To... I need the bye week. Get one more guys back early. This week will determine the second bye week in our league because uh, our guy Jeremy, number one, has locked up at, at least one bye week, if not the number one overall. He will at least be number two. So I'm hoping I am the other one because, God, I need a bye week so fucking bad. But if not, hey, may the best person win in this league. It's yes, going to be fucking exciting. And we will have all the coverage that our folks want to hear especially our vault leagues. I know they are on pins and needles, but what I can say is we do have a winner for our karaoke contest. <laughs> and that is the vet tech mama finishing what will be two and 11 for now, possibly two and 12, if not even three and 11, either way, doesn't matter. End of the season. She is last place and will be performing 11 karaoke songs for our enjoyment and our alcohol purchases it's going to be a fantastic evening. We'll see what I can get recorded without her knowing. Maybe she'll be up for the entire thing being recorded and placed on the Bank Bro Show at Facebook. <laughs> so we'll see how we go. But that's it's going to be an interesting end of the season. I'm looking forward to all of it. But I digress. Yeah. How was your week, sir? You said the piss you just took was better than most of your week. What the fuck happened, sir? <laughs> um. All right. So maybe I was exaggerating. But... Mm. You know what? Before I start, I'm going to pour me a drink, too. And today I got me a glass cup. You feel me? Hey, we're going up a little bit. It's not even just you know a water glass. I was I was debating on just taking some shots. But this what I'm about to tell you requires a whole cup as I go blurry. Yep. Um, let me fix that real quick. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm already ahead. drinking, too. I'm already drinking, man. This has been a rough fucking day at work. <laughs> I came home and just like silently like sobbed for like five minutes internally. Just kind of. <laughs> Just to break all that bullshit up that happened today. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I need a fucking drink. And, yeah, on my third whiskey already. So this is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, this one's going to be fun. I can't fucking wait. So oh let me get into God. it. Let me get yes, into sir. this. Yes, sir. All right. So I was, um, I've been playing tag with this, uh, this beautiful young lady. Uh, let's call her, um, Vaporeon. Ooh, I don't think I used that one yet. Mystical. Vaporeon. Actually, Jolteon. Let's call her Jolteon. Oh, even better. That's my favorite. That'll match her a little better. All right. So. We've been playing tag for four months, right? So it'd That's be a like a game. what I mean by that is, um, you know, she'll she'll heart one of my stories, I'll heart one of hers. She'll slide upon me, I'll slide upon her. But it'd be nothing like crazy, right? It's just a little flirting here and there. I feel you. I feel you. And um, last week, I think it was Friday or Thursday, something like that. Um, we just we're just on a roll that day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she she asked for my number, and I was like, all right, bet. So I gave it to her. Boom, we started texting. That's when this shit jumped off. Oh, boy. So I don't know how this happened, but you know what I'm saying? Midway through the conversation of us trying to get to know each other. Yeah. Uh, she hit me with some some crazy shit like, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to pull it up so I don't misquote this. All right. Oh, boy. It's going to be good. <laughs> I screenshotted this because I was going to tell you about this. All right. So it says, um, as I'm reading it right now. Got it. Um. Oh, we're talking about New Year's. That's what oh. we were talking about. Okay. So we were talking about New Year's okay. and how, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't have any plans. Obviously, both single. And so we're like, hey, yeah. you know, let's spend New Year's together. You know what I'm saying? Let's do the whole countdown thing. You know what I'm saying? Come over to the crib and, you know, it's be us type. You know what I'm saying? She was down with it, right? Very romantic. And this is what she told me. She said, definitely spending time. Um, New Year's is definitely ours, too. But 
I wouldn't wait to kiss you until the ball drops. We kissing all day. Kissing what? your neck, your ears, and yes, hickeys on your chest. Sucking and fucking your dick right before the ball drops, too. Oh, you my daddy to fuck me good. I'm well, dead that, serious. That escalated. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. So at this point, I'm like, oh, oh, I know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly <laughs> what time it is. It's, uh, you know what I'm saying? Time to play that pretty Ricky. Time to play that Trey songs. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's perfect. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. <It's, laughs> and so, hold on. Let me take a sip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so afterwards, you know what I'm saying? Woo, woo, woo. I'm talking with a brick in my pants now. No, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here like, ooh, what else, what else did you do? (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, you know, the conversation gets um gets out of the gutter. And it gets a little good thing. Okay. And we start to, you know, talk about philosophy and things of that nature, right? Very um, intriguing um conversations with a lot of depth. Uh she um and then we start to we start to talk about uh Christianity and the Bible, right? Okay, time out. It's like how did y'all go from sucking and fucking on New Year's to Bible study in Thank the same you. conversation? What? Thank you. Thank you. This, this, just, just wait for this shit. Wait for this okay. shit. Sorry. I was just like, wait, did I hear that right? Okay. Yes, you, you absolutely did. Okay. And I'm going to tie the bow. I'm going to tie the bow. It's wrapping oh, around the box are. right now. I have no <laughs> doubt. I have no doubt. <laughs> so, uh, you know, she tells me her beliefs and uh, she tells me she's a believer and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? And, I tell her, like, you know, like, straight up, like, I know Jesus is a real person. Um, I myself used to go to church and consider myself a Christian, but sure. things have changed over the years. Um, and I no longer consider myself a Christian, but you uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I believe in God. I'm not an atheist. Right. I know Jesus is a real person. I just don't uh, follow the Bible. And um, I'm going to read this word for word. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's always better when it's word for word. I go, I'm going to there's read no this fucking word. way. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know what i'm saying and she hit me with um oh okay 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 this is what she hit me with um okay i believe you don't understand and that's okay you will when you want to but i personally can't be with anyone who isn't a believer in god all right that's what she hit me with hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on. right there you, you guys should see the look on his face <laughs> <laughs> okay go on and then you know i'm like you know, like maybe you're misunderstanding me because you, you're not hearing the tone of my voice and things of that nature. So sure. um, I'm with the guys right now. So I'll call you later and we could talk about this. You know, I was trying to be mature about it. Of course. We're trying to change. You feel me? I'm almost 30 now. So you That's know right. what I mean? That's right. It is documented. <laughs> yes, it is documented. And she hit me back with this. All this gray in our conversation. You feel me? Oh, my God. That's so much. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. She said, she said, believe what you want, but I don't want to hear it. I don't. I'd rather be with a believer, a God fearing man, not going to lie, not going to lie up under you, and you not even a believer. Just go. You said enough. Figure it out. I hope you get closer to God. You choosing one thing out of the Bible is so ironic and disrespectful. You can just pick out pieces and say, I know God said this in his word, but that didn't really happen. I'm gonna stop right there and just say I never said anything like that in the Bible. Um I Simply just said, I don't follow and live by the Bible. That's all I said. And then Simple. she goes like, fuck out of here with that mind, that demonic mindset. She said, fuck out of here with that demonic mindset. You follow everyone else. Nobody wants to hear the truth when it gets real. Why would you ever think I'd sit down with you and even entertain that? 
don't talk to me. <laughs> We're done here. Honestly, go talk to an atheist with that mindset. I don't want it. I don't need your bad energy in my life. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. So you wasn't just talking to me about sucking and fucking my dick until the ball dropped? I, I'm like actually speechless. I'm actually speechless. And so was I. I haven't responded. Yeah, you didn't respond at all. Like, what, do you even, what do you even say to that? Like, do- Absolutely nothing. You just leave that hoe up. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't. Oh. No, I'm not calling that. I'm not calling that. You do absolutely nothing. You just leave that girl alone. You feel me, fellas? No girl is ever that fine. Is she? No girl is ever that fine to where you have to put up with that type of disrespectful assumption. You know what I mean? Yeah. What the fuck? I so, am. Oh my god! No, go on. I I need to collect my thoughts on that shit. What? I need. A, yeah, I need a drink after that one. <sighs> yeah. So, unfortunately, but fortunately, uh, that ended quickly. Addition by subtraction. Addition by subtraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I guess, I guess women woke up one day and was just like, you know, we're not done fucking with Ryan. Oh no! So earlier this week. It's only Wednesday, so get, you can guess what day it was. You're probably going to be right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, I get a text from from a nice young lady I used to be involved with. Fair enough. Um, she, uh, I'm going to pull it up, too. Oh, God. <laughs> I love the receipts. You're just like, yeah, here we oh, go. I'm <laughs> talking about scroll, August. Right. Scroll <laughs> past all this shit. What the <laughs> fuck? All right. I am and we still gonna, floored, but go on. We're gonna call this girl uh uh I don't think I use this one yet. You we're say gonna call it every Pi- time. Yeah. I don't think I use this one yet, but we're gonna call her uh Pikachu. Oh no, we hate Pikachu. Just, oh, just wait. Oh, okay. So it's probably, <laughs> probably a fitting name, but all right. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So um she texts me at um uh like two in the morning. Mm. Here it is. She texts me at two in the morning and she goes, um, so somebody asked me if I had a boyfriend and I'm going to say it's you. I'm like, that's how she started. Yes, bro. It wasn't at 2 a.m. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It wasn't at 2 a.m. I'm just seeing this now. Yeah. Yeah. It was at 11, 11. Oh my God. Yeah. 11, 11. She hit me up. She said, uh, yeah, somebody asked if I had a boyfriend. I'm going to say it's you. Cool. I'm like, all right, cool. I hit her up in the morning. Like, all right, why me? Right. And then. (laughs) <laughs> she was like uh she totally ignored that and she started talking about some other stuff oh okay that's fine yeah. and so i you know i went along with her right sometimes with women you just got to go along with the ride oh preach 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 that doesn't <laughs> change that won't change your 30s too that will not it. ever change young That'll men get even worse it'll get worse it will never change all right so I, I went along for the ride took a detour yeah and then i slowly took control of the wheel again and i hit her up with okay so what are your true intentions here? Mm. And she hit me with, we're not kiddos anymore. The I'm not who I was. Mean? Just just listen. This is God. I'm reading you exactly what she Bro, said. I'm trying not to verbally react, but I'm just, it just gets it's hard. pouring out of me. Like, what the fuck is happening? Go on. It's hard not to, right? It's hard not right. to, right? It's so hard not to. You know what I'm saying? She goes, yeah, um, I was a different person back then. Um, you know, you broke my heart. And uh, I've been I've been single for... Uh, over a year and a half now so i'm learning more myself becoming more independent and i've had the chance to heal and i just want to see where this leads us i'm sorry okay so she she started the conversation out of nowhere claiming you to be her fake boyfriend 
but is now parlaying that into trying to make another relationship actually happen with you. Yes. Yes. Um, I didn't know what to say. What the hell do you say to that? I don't know. What do you say to that? Like, what? I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I can't. What's with these women, like, dude? <laughs> I, I don't. It's like, it's not that. It's not that like uh, I feel anything towards it, right? Like anything negative or positive, like because I don't. Like it is that what was, it is. That was my saying? next question. Is like, is this actually a potential or like? I no, this... like I'm, I'm done. Like I'm a firm believer in like once that decision is made, that decision is made. Done. I feel that. And, and um, shit. I just don't know <laughs> what to say because <laughs> it's like, like I said, I don't feel any negative feelings towards her. I don't right. feel any positive feelings towards her. I just hope she does well. Right. She just you exists I mean? in your world somewhere. Um, and no, I I don't see a relationship in the future anytime with her again. Um, Even if you did, like, what a way to try to kickstart it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know what? And maybe it's my fault for, like, responding in a way entertaining. I'll take accountability for that. I guess. Because, you know, like, one, one, one huge issue that I have. That's also a a great attribute that I have mm. is that I'm a fucking flirt. Oh, we all know. <laughs> so, you know what I'm we saying? Know. If, if if I see a if I see a, a an opening on that offensive line, I'm hitting that hole. Boom. I don't care. How, I don't care how slight of a edge I have. I'm hitting that hole. Hitting that hole. <laughs> you, see, uh, you see what I did there? <laughs> I, I got you. I got you. And so, oh you know my god, I maybe I gave her the wrong idea. Um. I don't know, but shit, I kind of don't know what to do because I'm stuck in this like limbo of wanting to respond and telling her like, look, like this ain't that no more. But I'm also like on the side of, yo, I'm getting too old to explain myself to these females. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of silence and power. I mean, there's a lot of power in silence. I'm sorry. You got it it right both ways. (laughs) (laughs) It's right both ways. You say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. So. If I give her the cold shoulder and don't say anything to her, uh, like, would she get the idea? Do you think she'll get the idea? Can I ask how old this lady is? Yeah, she's in her mid twenties. Mm. My uh, okay, that's a loaded fucking question. I, in my opinion, I would say no, she wouldn't get the hit. But it's for two reasons: a, if you're in mid twenties, honestly, especially the way she started that conversation, I'm not sure how mature she is when it comes to relationships. And for her to try to kickstart something long term by playing a game tells me all I gotta know. Like, there's a way of approaching it. If she really had some lingering feelings for you, I'm not saying she needs to just be direct and come out and say anything like that because no one's, it's hard to be that bold. But in today's age where women are more empowered than ever and social media is at your fingertips, the dating world is at your fingertips, and it's so easy to swipe left and right and write people off, this is probably the most ass-backward roundabout way I've ever heard someone try to kickstart a relationship, especially one that sounds like you had something in the past with her. So, like, she knows you, she knows you're growing, she knows the kind of man you are, and the kind of man you have become in the last few years. Why is that the approach? That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. All right, this this is why I think that's the approach. And okay. I may be wrong. All right. This is sure. I'm I'm just, I'm just guesstimating. So like I mentioned earlier, um via text, she mentioned, you know what I'm saying, like I broke her heart. I made her sad. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? So Happens. I get that. And I think that's why her approach was this way. She knows that um she knows I'm a flirt. She knows I'm very playful. 
She knows right. I don't take things seriously. And so when she hit me up, like, you know, I'm going to pretend you're my boyfriend. She knows I'll be down with that shit because, <laughs> because I'm always like that. I'm always like that. I'm always that that guy friend that other dudes and boyfriends worry about. That That's just who I've always been. I can even see though, that. Even though I promise you, like, I'm just a friend. <laughs> if I say I'm, just a friend <laughs> I'm just a friend. Like, I swear, like, I'm clapping something else, bro. You could go ahead and have that. Rest but, in peace, old dirty bastard. <laughs> i see you in the next life i'll see you in the next life oh my god but, but yeah you make a lot of sense there like maybe she thought that was the way to approach you specifically my only thing about that is it's the texting to let you know she's using you as a fake boyfriend and i say that because in my past like in college i've been that guy too but that's always been in person i've all i have been a friend of some ladies who had to pretend I was their boyfriend so that dudes, dudes would stop hitting on them in the bar. Mm. But that's a physical presence. I don't even understand the concept of just saying you have a boyfriend on the fucking phone. The first question out of the dude's mouth is going to be, why isn't he here with you? Like, that's there's just so many holes in that plan. So that's the part where I'm just like, is she really doing that? Or was that just her way, like her excuse for making contact with you, reaching out and kind of putting her back in your brain and saying, well, what is she doing? Because she got you curious enough to agree to it. So if the long-term goal was, eh, I'm thinking about him, maybe I should start sparking something up and seeing where it goes. Of all things she could have did, that seems the most ass-backwards way to doing it. But again, <laughs> I'm an old head now, and I don't know if that's just dating today or if that's just some crazy shit. But what the no, fuck? I, I'm with you. I believe that's some crazy shit, too. Right. Um. What? What? Because, like, I was thinking... If it's just like somebody online asking if you got a boyfriend, why right. do you need to tell me that you're pretending it's me? That's what I'm saying. Like it's just so hands off for what that would actually look like to even yeah. be a fake boyfriend. So like yeah. anybody could say that about anybody. You could say Jason Momoa is your boyfriend. It's the same <laughs> level of like, okay, and like now if you were there with her and she was like, Hey, this dude's hitting on me, I don't want him to hit on me. I need you to pretend like you're my boyfriend. Then I get it. I get then, it. There's nuance to it. It doesn't have to be what it might be. It might just be a, a shield, which is cool. Hey, women need that these days more than ever. So I get the in-person thing. I do not understand the phone thing 100% at all. I don't get it. Other than the fact that she just wanted to talk to you and make up some fucking excuse, which is cute, but why, why play the game? Just yeah, fucking I mean, come out with it. Man, you, you got some weird ones in your life. I want to go back and address the religious one. I have collected my thoughts because that took me for a fucking whirlwind. Not to change the subject. I don't know if you were done. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Now, the same, you explained to her the exact same thing that I tell people. I used to be religious. I used to go to church. I shouldn't say I was religious. I was never religious. My mother is and was very religious. And, you know, she's trying to get my kids, you know, they go to church with her sometimes. I had no problem with it as long as you're not brainwashing them. Cool. In my experience, you know, I've been baptized twice. So that's something to me where I go, I look back and say, did I ever really truly believe in it? Or was I going with my family and trying to figure out things as I go? And that was the latter for sure. But my thing is when I was old enough to make my own decisions, when I was, you know, 16, 17, 18, and mom was still pushing the church agenda, taking us to whatever. I mean, and I went to it all. When I say I went to church, she put me in all of it, the youth camps, the overnight camps, Sunday school, 
fucking youth church, all that bullshit. I did all of it. I was I used to help out Dang. with the AV. I mean, I used to and uh, help out with the AV department and everything. I used to do the the fucking sounds and lights for the sermons. I did all that shit. So I was trying to find little things I could like about the church experience. But I'll never forget the day where I was like, no more. And it was back, and I've mentioned this in the show before, in high school and shit, I didn't get to go to parties. I was not cool in high school. Didn't get invited to anything. I went to the clubs with my homies, right? I mentioned that before. We always teen those, clubs. The, yeah, the teen clubs. 18 and under clubs, just trying to get yep. some phone numbers. I thought it was hot shit. The day that I finally was like, no, was one night my homies and I went to a club. I won't name the club, but it was pretty fucking raunchy <laughs> and who else did i see at that club the pastor's son and i won't Whoa. put i won't put him on blast but needless to say he was doing some shit that was we'll call unholy <laughs> very 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 fucking unholy so that was a saturday night sunday morning my ass had to go to church and his ass is sitting right up there and i know he saw me because we made eye contact and i'm yeah. sitting here in, i'm sitting there in the pews just looking at him act holier than thou and they, that whole family, him and his mama and his daddy, they were those types who thought, you know, it was the luxurious mega church. So they were all hooked up and they liked everything, fucking fancy giant hats, and they liked mm. to cast judgment on everybody else. And that's when I started noticing other people's kids are going to teen clubs. I would go pick up my little brother from other clubs and shit, and those church folks were going to those clubs and they're outside grinding in the fucking parking lots. And I'm like, what the fuck are we teaching if religion is even saying y'all out here on Saturday nights acting a fucking fool and you're trying to be Sunday Christians? It's a fucking farce. I couldn't fucking do it. So when you tell me this story of this girl talking all that noise and making it sound like you're about to have a holly jolly New Year's Eve and then come back with that clap back and saying like, because you're not a true believer that you get none of that. What do you call it? Clock, clock. You get none of that. 3,000. Exactly. You get 0% of that on New Year's Eve. The ball drops just for you, homie. Because of that, that's what makes me remember that shit. And I go, that's why I don't do the church shit. That's why I don't do the religion shit. It's that double-sided, two-faced bullshit where you try to hold the Bible over people's heads and you try to pull quotes that make sense to you for your agenda. But if someone comes back and wants to talk about, even in a nice way, about something that doesn't make sense in the Bible that maybe is a little too to the letter where, mm. you know, cause the Bible says something like you can't wear like mixed material clothing. If you wear cotton, yeah. you're going to hell. You eat fucking bacon. You're going to hell. There's so many little things, but those Christians out there will go and say, Oh, well that's only, that's up for interpretation. Well, that's old Testament. We only walk to the new Testament. Like that's all that bullshit. The book is the book. The book Regardless, the book. either you live your whole life by it, or you live none of it by it. You can't mm-hmm. pick and choose what to live by. You can't say you're going to be sucking some dude's dick and then go to church on Sunday morning and get saved. What the fuck? That's the same people who are wishing that shit on their deathbed. Like, that is that fake shit. So that's why I was flabbergasted because I'm like, I can't believe in 2023, we still have those kind of Christians just walking around playing both sides of the coin and shit. So, yes, you're better off leaving that shit behind way in the rear view. It ain't yes. worth it, bro. It ain't worth it. Oh, yeah, I already know. <laughs> you got to tell me that. <laughs> drink after that one. Oh, my God. Man, cheers to that, bro. Man, cheers to you. And you know what? You know what I was going to explain to her? What's that? So I don't know if I mentioned this, but um, we come from different ethnic backgrounds, right? 
Okay. So, so uh, the religious one is the one that we're talking about. If you guys didn't know, I got you. So she's um she's Native American and she's black, right? Interesting. All right. Yeah. And so me being Hmong, I was like, oh, maybe I should explain to her why I chose not to continue following that faith. Absolutely. And you know what? Since I never had the opportunity, let me tell you and all of our listeners why. There you go. Take him to I church. Personally, <laughs> chose to stop going to church. So way back in like the the seventies, right after the Vietnam War, when all the Hmong people uh, that fought alongside the Americans were coming over here as immigrants, um, a lot of them had transitioned over to the Christian faith from our original shaman roots. And um, early on, when we first got here, when I say we, I mean my people, my Hmong people. Of course. We arrived in, uh, a lot of us arrived in California, and um, something started happening. There was a pandemic. Oh. But people were actually dying, right? So my people were dying mm. because um, of, my people were dying through spiritual deaths, all right? Oh, okay. So <clears throat> there's a, a small dominion of, uh, they don't belong to a country necessarily, but a small dominion of uh, Asian people. Sure. Uh, they're called the Chochos. You can Google them. Chocho. Mm. I think it's like T-C-H-O. I think that's how you spell it. Gotcha. So they're, long story short, they're demonic people that eat people via dreams. All right. So they'll take an opium, uh, ass will travel through that and eat other people through dreams, through their dreams. Yeah. And uh, God damn. <laughs> their main target was the Hmong people. Like, this is real shit. Wow. Yeah. And so I say that to say my people were dying because we lost that protection from our shaman roots, from gotcha. our ancestors. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the main reason why I chose to stop following the Christian religion. And that's why I no longer live with <clears throat> live by the Bible. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, um, as I got older, I realized how important it is to go back to my roots. Mm. Um, absolutely. You know, oftentimes we, we come from different areas of the world and we're in America now, but we're so assimilated in this American culture, we forget who we truly are. At the core, at the soul, you know what I mean? Like, so like, fucking true. For just, just just as an example, take me out of it. Like for you, like I wonder what your real last name would actually be. Mm. It's funny you mentioned that because I just took the ancestry DNA test and we sent it in. So in about six to eight weeks, I'm gonna have at least a better idea of yeah. where my family tree might stem from. But I won't say my last name on online. But like, even the last name I have is very mm. Eurocentric. So oh, yeah. for a black man. It does make you wonder, like, where's the actual root of my real last name? So I'm hoping that this kind of helps. And I, I don't understand, you know, these tests you take and pay money for aren't 100% accurate, but it does give you a better picture. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. I would love to know more about, and I plan on learning more about exactly where we come from, not as a people, but just, you know, my treat, you know, just so that's something yep. I can pass down to my children and say, hey, look, at this is your history. It's my history, too. Let's find out more about that. I plan on picking my soccer team from this history lesson. I plan on maybe getting some fucking actual tattoos that are based out of the country of origination. Like, oh yeah, that shit is, means a lot, and I've been wanting to do that for a long time. So mm -hmm. I totally get what you mean. Absolutely. And I'm with you. Like, I want to do that, too. You know, yeah, I, I want to see if I'm truly, like, 100% mong, like what I right. really am. Or, or what the mix is, I'm, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hell yeah. Because um, I don't know for sure, but for the most part, I know I'm going to be 90% home. Right. <laughs> at the but at least you know so much more about, like, your background and, like, your culture. Like, I'm trying to get that. And, you know, you and I talk all the time about me being 
a different type of black man. You know, I've always been more of a white guy, quote unquote, but like no, you're just very proper. Very proper. But that's yeah. my thing is I in the back of my head I always wonder, is that a DNA thing or is that just a I'm a product of my environment? Or because there's nobody else who I know that influenced me to be the way I am and my musical mm-hmm. taste and my movie taste and my gaming and the things that I'm interested in. Like I didn't get that from anybody. That's yeah, all self grown. So I've always been curious about like, hey, maybe that's like a a roots kind of thing for me where it makes sense why I'm into certain things or acquired certain tastes and things like that. Why am I a whiskey drinker? I'm the only one in my family who's a whiskey drinker. Well, not anymore, but growing up, I was the first one doing that shit. So who the fuck knows? Yeah, yeah. who knows? Maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe it's a combination. Maybe it's who I'd you are and it's just magnified by your roots. That's what I would like to know. So it's, yeah. you know, it's very interesting. We'll we'll see about that. But and to, and to, you brought up a, an, inter- an interesting point. You yeah. said uh, at least... Uh, you know, referring to me, yes, m- know like more about your roots. You got to think about it though. Like, I'm damn near first generation. Mm. My, That's my good people point. have only my people have only been here uh for what 30, 50 years. Yeah, not a long time. Not a long time since the seventies. So wow, wow, um, That's crazy. So I mean, and you have generations and generations that's already been here. Yeah, for better so or worse. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like but shit. It, it, that's really the main reason why I know more um, because I've seen it with my Hmong people too. Like as we, as we have kids, as we create the next generation, um, that Hmong culture, that Hmong language, all of that is slowly, you know what I'm saying? Getting thrown out the window. Um, right. A lot, a lot more of us are struggling to speak the language. A lot mm. more of us are struggling to learn the integral parts of the traditional, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Ceremonies and things of that nature. So man, We'll see where we see where it goes, but definitely, definitely interesting. I wish I would have had this conversation with her. I know she would understand me, but you know what? That's her loss. That's Shout her loss, Drake. man. Shout out to Drake. That is uh, her loss. The addition by subtraction. I will stand on that for sure. My God, that's some crazy shit, man. Whoo, mm-hmm. cool boy. Uh, well, forty minutes in, I think we should probably start the show by now. What do you think, sir? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do I it. I think so. Play that fucking music. One. You made a selection, you clicked on the Bank Bro Show, and we love you for it. Thank you and welcome back to the show. We are very excited that you're back here. We are cruising along. The march to the one-year anniversary is still on and popping, so make sure you guys click play every single week, Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. Again, go with that nice breakfast you make and that girl that you might have rolled on top of and rolled back off of. Hopefully, she's not religious, but if so, hey, good for you. (laughs) In case you forgot, we are your humbled host. That guy is Ryan, a.k.a. the future Mr. Megan Good. He hopes. Oh, oh man, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me. I never forgot. I never forgot the double <laughs> shout out to Megan Good. And we'll shout her out again because I hope she's watching and listening. We love you, Megan Good. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to shout out Megan Good again. As you you know what? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know you just went through a little something, something. You know what I'm saying? If you're ready for a young whippersnapper to come through and let me know. <laughs> 
He's got to shoot a shot every single time. My name <laughs> is Siege, as always, unless the FBI is listening, in which case my name is Earl, and you heard nothing. So just remember Earl that. Sweatshirt. Gotcha. Earl Sweatshirt. That's right. Uh, we are back again, middle of the football season, hot and kicking, just like it always is. We're getting pretty close to the end of the season, and the playoffs are starting to really cook. So, again, we'll have a lot of football news for you today, getting into some analysis and recapping some games that went on this past weekend that were pretty fucking crazy. That being said, since it was the pretty much the big fucking topic that we talked about last week, I do want to revisit the big fucking NFC title game rematch between the San Francisco 49ers and those crazy Philadelphia Eagles who are still tearing through this fucking league. And the reason I wanted to start with that is because, hey, we had a little bit of traction with our fans after posting that video. We had some spicy takes, I think, about Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts and kind of the future of both franchises and how we kind of think the NFC is going to be shaping up in the playoffs. So those two teams faced off again this past Sunday. And boy, the talk and the trash was hot for this fucking game, especially from one Mr. Debo Samuel who's been talking nonsense about Philadelphia since the Niners lost the NFC title game last year. He has been waiting for this fucking game. And, you know, you can talk about that last NFC title game all you want. Niners did lose. Purdy got injured. And everyone kind of said, well, Philly wins, but was it a fluke? Was it an asterisk? We don't know. And then Philly ended up not fucking getting it done the Super Bowl. Thanks so much for that. Making me lose a shot bet, but. I've forgiven them. It's fine. So Niners got spanked 31 to seven in that game. And boy, oh boy, the shit talk never stopped until this game. So my guy and I talked about Brock Purdy. I have, as you know, have been on the Purdy wagon for a long time, even when the things kind of fell apart a little bit, but he's been getting the job done. The Niners have been cruising. The Eagles have been cruising as well, kind of running through the NFC as the top two teams. But this game was fucking crazy. I didn't know what to expect. You know, we both had, I think Niners winning this game, but it was more like a what the fuck is going to happen kind of thing. Or do we say Eagles? I can't remember if we even made picks on um, this one. Okay, so I don't know if I said it on the show or not. I think I said it via comments on the video. Maybe I said it. I said uh, the Niners are three-point favorites going into Philly. So that automatically tells me they're probably going to win this game and win it by a large margin. Yeah. I, I said that in the comment section. But That's on the what show, I'm thinking of. On the show, I might have said Eagles. Yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, why wouldn't you pick the Eagles at this point? Even as good as the Niners have been with Christian yeah. McCaffrey and everything, Eagles have always been that mountain. And, oh, yeah, that is right. I did say the Eagles were the mountain that you still have to go through. Mm -hmm. And Purdy, we said, does just enough to get them there, if not spectacular numbers, but he's a good quarterback and has the keys to a Lamborghini or Ferrari, mm -hmm. if you will. And we said, hey, even I could win with the fucking Niners because that team is built for success. Point blank, period. Yes. Yeah, I think Brock Purdy heard our conversation. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did because this was the Purdy show for a lot of this. Now, it's not just him. I get that because Debo lost his fucking mind in this fucking game. Because James Bradbury's trash. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh, my God. Debo said so much shit about Bradbury. He said so much shit about just everyone on the Eagles. He just could not let that fucking loss go. And this game was fucking heated from beginning to end, even to the point where, like, Dre Greenlaw got fucking kicked out. The fucking Eagles chief security officer got kicked out of this game. I have never seen a security officer get ejected from a football game. 
what the fuck? And I saw a picture of that security officer. That dude works for the mob. I don't give a fuck. So if he's listening, <laughs> love you, bro. And we love Philadelphia, and we love the Philadelphia brothers. Whatever it is, man, it's all brotherly love on this side. But how do you get kicked out of the game and you're not even on the fucking team, man? That's fucking nuts. <laughs> they, he got into a scrap with a fucking Niners player. But that shit was wild. But the Niners were dead set on revenge. And, you know, even with the talent difference that we talked about between Purdy and Hurts, saying that, hey, you know, if you put the game on Purdy, it's a bit riskier than putting the game on Hurts, who has proven he can get the fucking job done even this fucking season. So mm-hmm. he's he's been delivering. That's fine. So all that to be said is, after a, a terrible first quarter, the Niners didn't do much then. But after that, Purdy turned it on. And he ended up 19-27, 314 yards and four touchdowns. And honest to God, people, it looked even better than those stats. He was dotting up this Philly defense all fucking game long. It was one of the best performances I've seen him do. And again, like I said, Debo was all in that fucking mix. Three all-purpose touchdowns, 138 all-purpose yards, and he only had four receptions. So I believe, yeah, four receptions for 116 yards. Per, I mean, Debo went ballistic. He was playing with balls and on very limited amount of receptions, which is fucking crazy. This is a all-around dominant team performance. The Eagles were stunned for most of this fucking game. The looks on their faces, I saw the pictures of Jason Kelsey, and he was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, Holy, this is a different Niners team that came out. Christian McCaffrey, 17 yards. I'm sorry, 17 carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown himself. But this, again, if you look at all the stats, everyone pulled their weight in the Bay Area. And the Eagles are continuing this trend. As good as they've been at 10-2 and two now, they're continuing this trend of these first halves where they can't seem to catch up to their opponents. And then the second half, they come back and beat the shit out of them. But it's that same trend of sl- start slow, and they couldn't end up finishing strongly. They did. And, you mm-hmm. know, asterisk, I guess, is Hurts getting, you know, in the con- concussion protocol and possibly. But honestly, God, by that point, that game was so well out of hand. It didn't even yep. matter. It didn't matter at that point. So you really can't even give him an asterisk on that one. Uh, but overall, Hurts ended 26 to 45, 298 for yards and a touchdown. Just, you know, a 40.5 QBR. It wasn't his great performance that we're used to seeing from him. But again, this is a high stakes, big fucking battle. I say run it back again. Honestly, I would love to see it again. But Eagles get their first home loss of the season in a very eye opening performance for the Niners. What did you think about this game, sir? I learned absolutely nothing from this game. I still feel the same exact way. I'm standing on motherfucking business. Brock Purdy's overrated as fuck. Overrated as fuck. <laughs> overrated as fuck. Overrated as fuck. Overrated as fuck. Five times. He said it five All times. All right. Let me tell you why Brock Purdy's overrated. And this showed this game, all right? So Brock Purdy is the only quarterback in the NFL to have three pass catchers in the top 25 for rack yards, all right? If anyone doesn't know what rack yards are, those are the yards after reception, Mm. all right? So from when you catch the ball to when you get tackled, all right? Like I said, he's the only quarterback with three in the top 25. That's Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and George Kittle. All right. All pros. All pros. All three of them. Right. Yep. Now, if you combine all of their receiving yards this season, they have a combined total of over seventeen hundred receiving yards. Mm. Seventeen hundred. Right. Mm. Now, if you combine their rack yards, run after catch yards. Yep. It's one thousand eighty seven. Good Lord. 
<laughs> That's over 60%. I did the math for y'all, so y'all ain't have to do it. So over hey. 60% of all the best players' yards come after the catch. So what does that tell me? Brock Purdy is just quickly getting the ball off in the short areas, which is cool. I have nothing against. Hey. He's a quarterback, game manager. That's what you're supposed to do. It works. And his best players are just taking off with the rock, making plays yep. with it. As you've seen, Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel Woo! down the side, his big ass down the sideline, riding that bike that Debo stole on Friday. <laughs> All right. Just Nobody gone. in sight. Nobody in fucking sight. But if you look at Brandon Ayuk's numbers, look <clears throat> at Brandon Ayuk's numbers. Yes, sir. That's what happens. When a receiver doesn't get run after catch and you play with Brock Purdy, you get five catches for 47 yards <laughs> and you might get a touchdown. Nah, maybe. But those numbers aren't aren't impressive. Five for 47. I mean, that's that's cool. And you scored. Cool. It's good for fantasy. But all right, whatever. Ayuk has done much that. better than that before. Yes. Ayuk yeah. is to me. Ayuk's the number one receiver, but that's a I conversation so. for another day. Exactly. And all I'm saying is with those numbers. It's not Purdy that's good, all right? Like, let me rephrase that. It's not uh, Purdy. It's not Purdy that's driving that train. It's not Purdy that's pushing that ship. It's the receivers. Mm. It's Christian McCaffrey. It's George Kittle. It's the offensive line. And last but not least, it's that motherfucking defense. Mm, nasty defense. All right? Now, let me let me show you something, all right? Uh, I'm going to send it to you on Facebook because I can't screen share it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and then I'm going to post the uh, the picture of it right here. All right. I'm going to nice. send you a picture of a Brock Purdy um, throw chart where he threw the ball. Sure. Right? And I tried to pick um, a game where he had similar attempts as another quarterback that used to play on the San Francisco 49ers. All right. And I'm going to send you that shortly after you look at this one. All right. So it. as you can see, this is from week 13 of 2022, week 13 of last year. Yes, sir. Brock Purdy was 25 of 37. 210 yards, two TDs, one pick. Not bad, right? Nah. But what do you notice? All of his completions are under 10 yards. Yep. <laughs> I was just going to say it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, I'm going to send you this one. Yep, Guess whose throw chart that is? Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy <laughs> and where are his throws? The same exact spot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that tell you? Shanahan's play calling never fails as long as you're competent enough to say, OK, this is my first read and he's going to be open here. I have to get the ball here in less than two seconds. Yep. If, if you can do that, you will be successful. You will complete a high number uh, of your passes and you'll be efficient. Shanahan's that- offense caters to every single quarterback in the league because the reads are easy. He has a great offensive line and they're backed by an amazing fucking defense and all of their pass catchers and running backs make plays after contact and after the catch. So let's throw Matthew Stafford in there. Let's see what his numbers are. Let's throw Lamar Jackson in there. Let's see what his numbers are. Let's throw Pat Mahomes in there. Let's see what the fuck. he does. Oh my God. That's funny. (laughs) So I'm not, I don't mean to take anything away from Brock Purdy. Actually, I absolutely fucking do mean to take everything away from Brock Purdy. I'm going to keep that same energy. I'm going to wear them black dookies that, that Debo wore on the field. I'm going to stand on business and slap them right here. Brock Purdy's overrated. Y'all need to stop this shit. He should not be in the MVP conversation. If anyone should be in the MVP conversation for the 49ers, it's two guys. It's Fred Warner and it's Christian McCaffrey. If it ain't them two, I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> that is a perfect transition. Because the next question I was going to ask you 
are about the current MVP odds. Look at that. You didn't even know I was going to do that <laughs> shit. Wow. Because one, Mr. Brock Purdy from last week to today, after this big performance against the Eagles, he has jumped from a plus 1600 MVP odds. He is now sitting at plus 350 as a top three favorite to win MVP. And on top of that, I'll do you one better. Most people's money at this point, a lot of the new cash coming in is going on Purdy. How do you? And they're going to lose all their money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So you're saying pretender as an MVP. Um, The team is not a pretender. Let me get that. Let me get that straight. Because the team is fucking amazing. And I can't stress that enough. Oh, they're so fucking good. They're so good. But Purdy as a, as an MVP candidate is an absolute pretender. Absolute fucking pretender. Define MVP. It stands for most valuable player. Has he been the most valuable player on his team this year? I don't think so. <laughs> you, I just gave you two other guys that you can make a clear argument for. Like, you really could. McCaffrey, 100% yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. What, like 17 touchdowns already? Ridiculous pace for touchdowns. Already over 1,000 rushing yards? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, and then Fred Warner. Who's just man in that defense? Fred Hell Warner, yeah. he's in my eyes, he's been the best Mike linebacker since Pat Willis. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Fred Warner is a fucking beast. It's Fred fucking Warner animal. is a fucking dog. He animal. doesn't get enough credit. He's the one that does not get enough credit on that team. I would agree. He's the complete engine behind that defense. Through all the ins and outs of all the secondary players, of the switching and the injuries due to the defensive line, he right. has been the rock. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. And that's Not why Dwayne I can't... Johnson. No, Ooh, bar. <laughs> and that's why I cannot put Brock Purdy in the MVP conversation mm. because he's not been the most valuable player to his team. Damn, damn. And that's so how I look at the MVP. Who is your MVP favorite right now? Is it still Lamar Jackson? No, it's not. It's, it's hard for me to say, but you know what? I'm gonna kind of go outside the box here. Mm. The MVP so far, in my opinion, has been Tyreek Hill. At a boy. It's about time. It's about he, fucking time. He has been so electrifying for not just that offense, but that that team and that city as a whole. Ever it's since he landed in Miami, he's changed the culture of that team and the trajectory <clears throat> of that team. Uh, do people forget that Tua was in question as if he was he wasn't the guy quarterback? Yeah, uh, before Tyree got here, before Mike McDaniel got here. Thank you. Thank you. It's the same shit I've been saying about Fields, and I don't care what y'all say about he's not a good quarterback. No, it is just facts that it doesn't matter how bad the quarterback is. If you give them a stud receiver, it will change their career. Stephon Diggs changed the career. Justin Jefferson changed Cousins' career. Tyreek Hill made Mm -hmm. Tua into a superstar. You need the -hmm. receiver, and yes, you need a competent coach to build the offense and playbook around your quarterback. If you do those things, it ain't rocket science. But yes, Tyreek Hill is the perfect example of transforming an offense and just taking the top off of shit. Let me give you a stat I just found right before this fucking show. Tyreek Hill, so far, has 1,481 receiving yards. He is still on pace to almost touch 2,000, which would be a first ever, ever. And great Calvin's record. Exactly. Calvin's for sure. But my God, almost 2,000 yards on the pace he's on. But here's a stat about that. Tyreek Hill by himself 
has more receptions, I'm sorry, more receiving yards than the Cardinals, the Patriots, the Giants, the Jets, and the Falcons receivers, all of them. He has more by himself. And again, those are all those receivers, not just one, not just the number one receiver on those teams, all the receivers. He has more. Oof. Yeah. That's that MVP. is my MVP. Oh, that's yours too? 100%. That's why I'm glad you said that. I'm like, it's about fucking time. I said at the beginning of the year, at least for fantasy purposes, that Tyreek Hill is going to be the number one receiver in fantasy. By no means was I trying to split hairs. I meant that as the number one receiver, period. Tyreek Hill is a goddamn beast. He's a machine. I love his fucking game. And the crazy thing is, he's only getting better. Somehow. Somehow, he's only getting better. I still think he needs that solid number two. If you gave him like a superstar number two, I think Waddle's it. I think Waddle's that guy. Waddle is dope. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Waddle isn't the guy. I'm just saying Waddle is still ascending. Where if Waddle gets that next step and he's just like pick your poison kind of one and two, yeah, Tyreek is going to break every fucking record you let him break. Point blank. He's still yeah. young. He's still relatively young. So yeah, and Tyreek speed is kills. Gonna, speed kills all the time. Don't let Miami get a fucking championship. You'll never hear the end of it from Tyreek. <laughs> nah. Oh boy. But, but yeah, man, it's 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 hard to I mean, I, I get everyone's argument, right? They want to pick a quarterback. Of course. I'm so I get sick it. of that. They touch shit. the ball every every fucking play they touch the ball. I get it. I'm cool. so tired of the quarterbacks being MVPs automatically. It's so but, it's frustrating. Hey, facts. But I, I get feel it. like I feel like that award, I think I mean, let me rephrase that. I think the quarterbacks that should be considered for that award should be guys like Patrick Mahomes, who lose their number one receiver, but don't take a step back at all. That's still the like, craziest shit to me. Like he played just as good with Tyreek as he did without. You right. Know what, I mean? what the fuck? <laughs> and like that's what separates um the good quarterbacks from the Hall of Fame potential yes. quarterbacks to me. Absolutely. Um because there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league. Jared Goff. Yeah. Hey, um, Brock Purdy. Hey, um, he's good. You know, uh, Jordan Love. You know what I mean? We'll Just get there. to name a few. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jordan Love's been playing pretty well. Let me let me give him that. We'll get there. That's next yeah. up on our list. <laughs> we'll get there. But you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's okay to be a good quarterback. Yes. But let's not mistaken them for like franchise guys because they're playing with franchise guys. That's <clears> why <throat> they look like a franchise guy. I could definitely feel that. I could definitely feel that shit. So, I mean, that being said, you know, Niners get Seahawks next in a quick fucking turnaround rematch from Thanksgiving when the Niners smack the Seahawks around. But, hey, mm. we'll see how it goes. I think Kenneth Walker might be coming back, so maybe a different story. Maybe a better fight from Seattle. Meanwhile, Eagles get the big divisional matchup against the Cowboys, who, again, we'll talk about later. But that's a divisional rivalry of historic proportions. And with playoff implications on the line, that – should be a barn burner of a fucking game. So can't yes. wait for that shit. We'll talk about Dallas in just a little bit. Before we move on to the next subject, I have a PSA. It's been a few weeks, so let's fucking hit it. <laughs> nice. My PSA is this. Your job is not everything. And Ooh. people really need to realize this. I will, without getting into any real specifics, I recently witnessed two of my coworkers in my department get fired. All their shit cleaned out. They clearly had no idea it was coming. Maybe a little bit, but not that fucking day. And these are two guys who have been there for a, quite a few years now. 
10 years plus for one, I think five years for the other one. So they were pretty well fucking established. And through, you know, quote unquote, performance metrics and things like that, whatever buzzwords they want to say, they were let go. And I'm sitting here in my little section watching the HR rep happily stroll his way down. And, you know, they don't let you just go and get all your shit and walk out. They take your ass out. They take your badge and then they box your shit up and send it off to you. So I'm watching this HR dude just collect five to ten years worth of memorabilia in their fucking offices and just happily putting in a box and just going, oh, nice day. And I sat there going, damn, that just shows you, even if it's not malicious, these are businesses. And I'm not vouching for these guys. I'm sure they deserve to be fired if that's the case. These aren't just layoffs for no fucking reason. But it just shows me and it proves to me again, your job is not everything. Take that fucking vacation. Be there for your kids. Don't miss out on the important events in your life because your job is going to go on with or without you. And again, not talking shit about the job, not talking shit about the people. It's just a matter of fact that we are so bogged down in our everyday lives trying to make ends meet, trying to get that fucking bread, and trying to be something in these fucking careers and climb the ladder what we can. Take your time. Take all the PTO you've got. Burn all of it. I don't care if it's for a mental day. I don't care if it's just for... You want to sleep in a hotel for a night or just get mm. the fuck out of the city for a little bit. Take your PTO. And I'm somebody who used to never take vacations and never take PTO because I like that little extra bonus check and, you know, collect it, you know, at the end of the year and shit. It ain't fucking worth it. And I, this year was the year I decided not to do that shit. I used up every last hour PTO I could, and I haven't missed a damn family event. I've been there for my kids at every school event. Be there. Be present. Mm-hmm. Your job is not everything. If you drop dead tomorrow, they will move on without you very Thanks. fucking fast. It ain't malicious. It's a nat- It's just the nature of life. It's a nature of business. Do better in your own personal life and do not put all your stock into your job. Yes. That's the PSA. It's completed. Mm. I'm glad you brought that up because the Thanks. same badge number you got on your badge, you know how quickly they generated that number? They can quickly generate that number for the next person. Mm-hmm. And that's all you are. You're just a badge number. You're just a clock-in code. That's all you exactly. are. Exactly. And I don't take that shit personally. I know it's Ugh. a business. I'm here to make money. I'm not there to make it. friends. That's yep. all it is. Facts. I get to clock out and go home and unplug my fucking brain, whether it's through whiskey or through other means. Hey, mm-hmm. hey. But that's the point is that I sat there watching them pack up that dude's life, and I was like, Dude, like, dude, he was basically whistling a fucking tune. I'm like, damn, man. But then I just call myself down and go, you know what? If if it was me today getting fired, the same fucking shit would happen. Everybody loves me at my job. So mm. it is what it is. Business is business. So yeah. be, you need to be business mental and just take your fucking time off because it's just you can't take it with you, man. It's going to burn the fuck out. So that's all, right. all I'll say about that. Moving on, as this man alluded to earlier, the uh, game after Niners and Eagles was a big fucking showdown between the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs in Lambeau Field. In case you didn't know that, in case you're living under a rock, that was Pat Mahomes' first visit to Lambeau. The announcers beat you over the head with it for a whole fucking week. Make a big fucking deal about it. So I was intrigued. Packers have been on a bit of a roll, but the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. And I said, hey, you know what? Probably going to be a good fucking game no matter what happened. So I'll walk you through what happened. What really happened was the Packers and the Chiefs selected representatives to fight in a cage to decide the winner instead of actually playing football. So Green Bay chose the gymnast goat, Simone Biles, 
and Kansas City decided to choose Time Magazine's 2023 Person of the Year, Taylor huh. Swift, thinking Ooh. that her fan base would happily lay down their lives to protect her in a knife fight. So they already pulled any evidence of this bloody-ass fight. It was disgusting, and there was a lot of you know pulling and hair ripping and clothes coming off, and everybody's fucking cheering, and everybody's throwing confetti and shit. And at the end of the... I'm kidding. So <laughs> that got your attention, didn't it? Because that's how this should have gone down. And I was like, cool, we're, we're just going to play football with both celebrities in the house? Fine. It is what it is. Anyway, for what really happened, <laughs> I, had to throw that, I had to throw that out there myself. My man fantasized about some dirty shit. <laughs> I had to black out, dude. I had to black it out. If, it really happened, folks, but if we if you Google it, Taylor Swift's people already pull all the footage of it, so you'll never know what actually happened. So am I lying? You never fucking know, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. What really happened was, yes, Mahomes did come to Lambeau, and the Packers decided to continue this crazy mid-season momentum swing that they're on. The last couple of games, things have been clicking for Green Bay. You know, hey, it is what it is. I had no chance in hell for Green Bay to come out with this win, just to be blunt about it. As this man has said many fucking times, when you have Mahomes to Kelsey, all things are good. You got Every- a chance. And always. you got a chance. You always have a fucking chance. And maybe Green Bay was on a fluke win, couple wins, you know, but they were still a losing record, five and six at the time. So I said, hey, Kansas City should be taking care of business here. Here's what fucking went down. The Packers came out and punched Kansas City in the mouth really fucking fast. Cool. It's kind of what they've been doing in the last couple teams they played, where they come out very fucking fast. This man knows that because they did it to Detroit, mm-hmm. too, where mm-hmm. they just started swinging real fucking fast. And Detroit couldn't really rally from it. Mm-hmm. But no offense to my boy, that's Detroit. As good mm-hmm. as they are this year, that's the 2017 Detroit Lions. We know this was the two-time Super Bowl winner, Pat Mahomes. So I figured yeah. he's been here before. It's, Everything's fine. Yeah. It's a little different. A little different. Where the storm? Different kind of opponent. And yeah, the Packers, I think on four of their first drives, they got touchdowns in the first three. Like, so the first three out of four drives, they're they're scoring. On Kansas City, and Kansas City is going, okay, what the fuck is going on here? And the Chiefs looked like they were going to weather the storm a little bit. And my God, the man named Isaiah Pacheco for the Kansas City Chiefs is a fucking animal, dude. I am really loving his game. That is, He is fast as shit. He's twitchy. The, the fucking ankles he breaks. Just watching Pacheco play. Run some game tape of Pacheco, and you will mm-hmm. see a man who is running possessed. Yeah. And I love it. I love seeing it. He runs very fucking hard. So he was snapping up chunks of yards, chunks of yards. And Mahomes is driving them down the field quite a bit, but they just could not get touchdowns. The red zone looks weren't there, and they're selling for a lot of field goals. And that's usually the Chicago Bears playbook. So I know Matt Nagy was close to Chicago, and I know he doesn't actually call plays, but I think he was close enough vicinity enough to be like, let's go with the old 2018 playbook. Hmm, maybe. maybe. What will we do with Mitch? What will we do with Mitch in this, in this case? You know, so maybe he got Andy Reid's ear a little bit, and Mahomes just looked a little lost out there. It's fine. He was trying, but Kansas City just could not come up with the points they needed here. Something for a lot of field goals until about the fourth quarter. Overall, Mahomes went 21 of 33, 210 yards, uh, a touchdown, and a pick. That That's really about it. And my God, Jordan loves numbers. Jordan Love. Oh, he lit it up. 25 of 36, 267 yards and three touchdowns. 
mm-hmm. in his third straight impressive performance. Mm-hmm. Now, here's here's the thing. I want you to talk about how you feel about the game first, but then I am going to perform a Christmas miracle right here. But what do you think of the game first? Um, Overall, it was... All right, I'll be honest. All right, so I was at my guy's house during the time. And um, like I mentioned earlier, with that religious girl, with Jolteon, yeah. yes. uh, it was hard for me to focus on the game because we were... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will spit up my whiskey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because a little preoccupied. Huh? <laughs> all of that bullshit was going on while the game was going on. So I was just like, I was kind of dumbfounded. Like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Packers are winning. She over here, like, one minute she's trying to suck my dick. Next minute she's trying to be in Sunday school. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I'm going to get some more whiskey. Go ahead and keep talking. <laughs> man. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, she over here one second. She want to listen to Chris Brown, Trey songs, and Pretty Ricky. Next minute, she over here on some Kirk Franklin and Hill song type shit. Like, what the fuck you want me to do with that? So it was hard for me to focus on the game. But this is what I seen from the game. I seen the Chiefs look a little out of sync, and I seen the Chiefs miss Tyreek Hill a little bit. Mm. Um, as good as Travis Kelsey is, it's it's really hard to dominate when you play a position that primarily puts you in the middle of the field. Right. Because that that kind of limits how you can stretch the field. Right. So it limits the big plays that you can have downfield. And football is what? It's a game of inches. Right. Right. So you want to obviously get as far as you possibly can. It's harder to do that attack in the middle of the field. And I think um, Andy Reid in Kansas City is seeing firsthand. Yo, look, you know, maybe we should get somebody other than Kelsey out there. You know, yes, like please. maybe all these maybe all these gadget guys that we got are just that they're just gadget guys. You know what I mean? Because right, eventually right. we got to help our guy, Mahomes. Absolutely. Um, but outside of that, I thought Jordan Love played a really, really fantastic game. I think this is the last two games. So against Detroit and against Kansas City, this is the best he's looked against. Mm. Arguably, not arguably, but against some of the best teams in the NFL. Yes. This is a top defense he played against. Yeah. However you want to slice it. Yeah. And hey, and at the end of the day, it's it's always quarterback versus quarterback, right? That's, That's right. what's always thrown in our face. It's it was love against Mahomes. It was yep. love against golf, and he got the better of both. That's right. Mm. Um and just based off that alone, I give him nothing but props. I've seen a lot of big throws um since the Pittsburgh game. I believe yes. that's who they're playing. I believe they're playing Pittsburgh. I, I seen so. big throws from that game all the way up until the game they played against uh, Kansas City. Mm. Um, so Jordan Love's showing me he has a lot of arm talent. He's slowly putting it together. Um, and when he's consistent and when he does pull it together, man, his numbers are very Mahomes-esque. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, wow. But we'll see um, how he finishes the year. We'll see if he can keep this hot streak going. Because that's I know right. they're in the playoffs right now, and I know, like, this is going to give them momentum to really make a push. Yes, sir. They're, what, 6-6 six and six tied with the Vikings? Correct. So, I mean, they could both get in. And that or they nuts? Could leapfro- or the, yeah, or they could leapfrog the Vikings and get in as the only other team in the NFC North to get in. Mm. It's possible you still have all three Lions, Backers, and Vikings all make it. Yeah. Um, it's It's so- possible. Do I think it's possible? No. <laughs> okay. I'm going to perform a Christmas miracle. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is the biggest miracle since Tiny Tim and Ebenezer Scrooge. Oof. I need a second. Fuck. I'm I'm going to say something nice about the Green Bay Packers. <gasps> I know. I know. 
Everybody needs to brace themselves. I'm going to try to do this without throwing up. I can't promise that, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love has proven me wrong. Mm. When Rodgers left town through all that bullshit, all the drama, I celebrated. I pretty much walked in the streets because I said, ding dong, the witch is dead. Green Bay is done for. They're going to be last place in the North because they're the Green Bay Rodgers, and they always have been. I don't give a fuck. I stood by that, and I said, they're done for. Now, I was also talking a lot of shit, thinking that Fields is going to make us number one, whatever. I knew Detroit was probably going to get it this year, but I thought the Bears and Lions were going to be at the top here fighting it out. I'm wrong about that shit. It's fine. But when it comes to specifically Jordan Love, I was wrong. No, it's still mm. it's still way too early. I need people to calm the fuck down on all the he's the next Hall of Fame quarterback and he's all elite and he's proven the world wrong. But that's this is still six and six, and that's all there is to it. We're taking it at face value. It's gonna take me so much more whiskey for me to accept the possibility that Green Bay has somehow this is a problem I'm gonna throw up somehow. Stumbled uh-huh. onto a third straight elite, almost Hall of Fame level quarterback when it's all said and done. If you look back at it in a row, while the Bears are contemplating drafting and starting their 47th quarterback since the 85 title win, <laughs> 47th to the Packers, three all elite quarterbacks. So we are still a long way from that. Love is still very young, but with this performance. And like you said, the last few performances he's done, he's good. He's very fucking good. He has clicked with this offense and in a matter in a speed that I did not see coming. That fucking sucks as a Bears fan, especially living in Wisconsin, because damn, our organization can't put two pieces of paper together without stapling it to their face. So <laughs> looking at Green Bay going, hey, even with no actual bona fide receivers, I'm going to fuck with you about Christian Watson. No, that's facts. They don't, that's facts. That's facts. He's doing it and beating these big fucking teams with no one on that fucking roster worth a damn. I'm just saying it. Heaven forbid, because we talked about the draft and the possibility that they ended up with Jackson Smith and Jigma. We were like, please, God, no. But they didn't even get a receiver other than Jaden Reed. And they're somehow getting momentum. They're somehow getting it together. Yes, I think their defense is still very underrated, but... Love is actually the one. We talk about Purdy being the guy behind the wheel of a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. Love is taking a fucking minivan and driving it to California from Green Bay. So, like, yes. this, I can't take it away from Love saying, well, he's just kind of there. They're bailing him up. No. Love mm-hmm. is showing poise. He is piecing apart these past defenses in the last few weeks. Thanks. He's making smart decisions with the throws. And he has massively improved. And it makes me want to boil my eyeballs out and burn all my Bears jerseys, which is, I'm sure, <laughs> is the, the reaction that Packer fans want to hear. I am, oh yeah, I am questioning my loyalty to a dysfunctional franchise because I have to sit here and watch what a functional franchise looks like in all fronts. It's not just Green Bay; it's Detroit, it's Minnesota. We are the ugly, redheaded stepchild of this division, and it's the fucking worst. But I can't use that to take away. From the Green Bay Packers. They are flat out getting it done. These are not squeaker wins that they're getting on a last minute field goal. They are kicking the shit out of these teams. Yeah. Even if the scores and show this is only 27 to 19. So it's not a blowout, but mm. the way the whole game performed and rolled out, this was a dominant fucking win. 
and it was all it was quarterback driven. Yes. So enjoy it, Packer fans. You got lucky that this dude is does not have his head up his own ass. I'm I'm quite stunned. Not that Detroit's doing well. I knew Detroit was going to go. I've been saying they're going to be division champs. I said maybe a playoff win. They're going to make a deep run. Whatever. Minnesota's always a contender. I did not see Green Bay being a third in this division, still making some fucking noise. There you go, Packer fans. Mm. I've said something nice. My stomach is churning a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. The whiskey's helping. Love, I think you might have your guy. Maybe. It is still kind of early, so pump the fucking brakes. But I will acknowledge he is a very good quarterback, and you should be very pleased with his progress. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I... <laughs> oh God! I agree with a lot of the things you said, so I'm not even going to reiterate anything. Oh, but you brought up a really good point. You brought up Brock Purdy when you spoke about Jordan Love. I just want to put this into perspective for all the listeners out there. Jordan Love is a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. Yeah, I think he kind of is. Just fundamentally, yes. All around. All around. He has a stronger arm. Um, he's more athletic. He has done more with less talent. I don't want to say done more, but he's performed he's, very yes. well with much money levels below the yes. Niners talent levels yes, he's below performed almost as good, if not better. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So man, uh, future looks pretty bright in green Bay. Not going to lie. Do I Damn. think Jordan love is still that guy? No, but do I think they can, but do I think they can be a successful, um, Playoff contending team in the future with Jordan Love? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think if, if if you put the pieces around a good quarterback, you can definitely be a contending team. A couple more drafts, and they're going to be a problem again. And again, I'm saying this out of pure hatred and spite and all, the, all the evil I can muster onto this microphone. I'm saying it with that kind of hatred. I think one or two more drafts, and they get him some weapons, and they get him some a little bit better protection. Mm-hmm. Fucking Christ, man. Like, they're somehow going yeah. to have no hangover from the Rodgers thing. And then if you ask me, looking back at the whole Rodgers thing, it kind of helped Green Bay. I can't fucking believe it. I thought he was burning it all down as he was leaving. I think them going through all that drama made him a better team. That's so nuts. That's such a weird byproduct. Of all of that, because I thought he was being a, a drama queen. He still is. Mm. He's a diva. <laughs> but Green Bay, I thought, was going to be the victim behind this. And holy shit, they're kind of proving everything wrong from him. Like, they can still be a very good fucking team and spoil a lot of these games for teams that should be beating them. I don't care if it's in Lambo or not. It's the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending champions. Yeah. And Green Bay, again, was a losing record at the time they played Kansas City. I don't care who was in attendance. Taylor Swift was there. Simone Biles is there. I don't care. You've seen the Swift effect on Kansas City. They haven't lost in front of her yet. And I mm -hmm. hate talking about her because all I ever hear about is Taylor Swift these days. But the point is, you, you can't mention Kansas City without her at this point. This is the first time that Travis Kelsey has lost in front of Taylor Swift. So I know that date night was not fucking fun. He probably had a handy and everything. And it was probably a stranger on the second part of it. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> But I bet you he was not in the best of fucking moods. So we'll see what happens from here. Again, the records are still the records. Kansas City gets the desperate Buffalo Bills next week. 
Holy fuck. That's a big game for Buffalo more than it is for Kansas City. Desperate? Buffalo? God, yes. I'm sorry. I think they're decimated. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're. I was going to say, you don't think they're desperate? What the fuck? Buffalo? No, I think they're done. I told you this at the beginning of the year. They are shot. They are done. I didn't want to believe you. And and we'll get into the, the playoff runs in just a second here, but like, I still think Buffalo's, they're still in the hunt, technically, but. Oh boy, if they can't do this fucking win, that shit's which, fucking dire. It's dire. Which, which I believe they won't. Now that Kansas City is lost and got embarrassed in Lambeau. Oh, they're gonna I, the Bills are getting fucked up. Bills are gonna get fucked up, I think. <laughs> like Buffalo has the worst timing for this fucking game. And meanwhile, Green Bay gets to skip it through right to the New York Giants. And get yeah. another fucking win because we know that's happening. So the, this is that bullshit. Watch that them lose. Always happens, man. <laughs> I'll put it this way: if Green Bay loses to the Giants, I'm coming right back here, Nixon dime style, and taking back everything nice I just said about about the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. Y'all better not beat Kansas City in Lambeau and lose to the fucking Giants. Who is the Giants quarterback right now? Tommy DeVito? I stand by what I said. If y'all lose to Tommy Guido DeVito, which I, I kind of dig all his family members being like, hey, with the little Italian hands. I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. But if y'all lose to Tommy fucking DeVito, I take it all back, and I reserve my right to do so. This is half my show. I'm taking it all back. So what should be an easy fucking win for Green Bay and this is what always happens to Green Bay is we think they're dead in the water and they start getting these cupcake-ass end-of-season schedules and they hit their way into the fucking playoffs on a fucking seven seed and then win a championship because what the fuck is north and south and east and west? It's the worst. It's the fucking worst. Meanwhile, the Bears are just sitting here with their thumbs up their asses, but I won't get into the Bears today because I'm just, I'm not, I've had a long fucking day. I'm not even going to get into it. Good God. <laughs> anyway, before our last subject of the night, I have a second. PSA. <laughs> it's a rare double PSA day. Oh my god! Uh, the second PSA is this, and these are just for the parents. Well, I guess it, you know it doesn't have to be a parent if you're an uncle or aunt or anything. If you are getting a gift from a child, whether it's your child or your nest, your nephew, your niece, whatever, you need to take that gift and accept it, the biggest smile on your face, and pretend it's the best gift you've ever gotten. The reason I bring that up is because yesterday we all stopped at the gas station. On the way back home, my wife goes into the gas station with my daughter, and they come back, and daughter goes, hey, I got you a snack, daddy. And I said, hey, cool, what is it? She got me a pack of gummy bears, and I fucking love gummy bears. Love it, love it, love it. Meanwhile, later on that night, my wife reminds me that I got the gummy bears, and she goes, here you go. I go, oh, fucking yeah. It's like 11 p.m. I like some fucking gummy bears. Um, Yeah, I had two of those motherfuckers, and my guts were like... <laughs> So she got me some 50 cent knockoff brand gummy bears. And as much as I like to say I'm not bougie, apparently my stomach is bougie for gummy bears. I got my certain brands that I like. So those did not sit right. I told my wife and I said, hey, I really appreciate that you guys thought of me in the gas station. Never buy those fucking gummy bears ever again. I thought I was going to puke and shit at the same time. It, it And brother... I mean, it was within 45 seconds of ingestion. Don't know what kind of diet sugar-free shit that was, but it was the fucking worst. I know what happened. So, hang on. So the thing is, for that PSA, again, 
even if they're the worst thing in the world, even if you you don't want to eat them, you better pretend like they're the best thing, the best gift you ever got. Because at the end of the day, it's about building the confidence in your kids, making them stand firm in their decision making. And I don't care if they made it themselves out of toothpaste and barbecue sauce. I don't care. You eat that shit and you put a smile on your face. That's the PSA number two, and it's completed. What were you gonna say, sir? She poisoned you. You know. That thought crossed my mind, except the bag was factory sealed. So I was like, <laughs> it's possible, but I doubt they would go that far. Not to mention the fact that, like, why would you do it by gummy bears? There's so many easier ways of killing me off. Gummy bears seems a little convoluted. To have to go to the actual gas station and buy, I just said, there's too many moving parts for that shit. <laughs> God. Ugh. All right. For the last subject of the night, we're going to stay on that playoff idea for the for the football season because that is coming up very fucking soon we're entering what week 14 i believe so we have only a few more games left before the playoffs kick in the high gear and i want to take a look at the current playoff standings and sir i will ask you who are your nfc and afc pretenders and contenders out of the current standings you may start yes with the nfc please who are your contenders out of the people you see on there uh, contenders. Mm-hmm. See the, in my opinion, the NFC is like wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about. I wouldn't be surprised if the fucking Rams won the NFC. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, <laughs> but uh, the true contenders. I'll start at uh, who I think should be favored. Yeah, yeah. Um. So number one, obviously Philly. Still yep. kings of the NFC. They just added Shaq Leonard. So the fucking Justice League. Fucking called the Shaq Leonard thing. We talked about Shaq Leonard, and I said the one team that better not fucking get Shaq Leonard is Holly Roseman and the fucking Philadelphia Eagles. And what happens? It's Holly Roseman, the goddamn Eagles. Here we fucking go again. And see what what show were you on when you told the people this? I don't even fucking know. <laughs> you were on the Bank Bros show when you told the oh, people. Oh, you mean this, this show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you meant one episode. I'm like, I don't know. It was definitely. Damn. A couple episodes ago. <laughs> so yes, it was the Bank Bro Show where you get your hard hitting action news, motherfuckers. God damn, Holly uh, Rose was the GM of the decade. Go on. Uh, so I got the Eagles, uh, obviously number one. Number two, I got the Detroit Lions, baby. I knew you just said it. I knew you just said it. Oh, are you ranking these actually? Yeah. I'm just saying, just anybody you think is a contender. So those are my top two. Got the you. Eagles and the Lions. Um, I fear the Lions. If I'm the Eagles, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Lions fan, though. But if I'm an Eagles fan, I know I just lost to the Niners, but I'm fearing the Lions way more than I'm fearing the Niners. You don't want to see them. I do not want to see the Lions Mm-mm. because with the Lions, they're unpredictable. You don't know what you're gonna get. You so true. You kind of have like an idea of what the game plan for. Okay, St. Brown in the slot. We're going to have to be worried about that. They have a really good running game, but which running back are they going to use? That's the problem. Ah. You have an idea, but you don't really know. San Francisco, you know exactly what you're getting. That's right. They're just fucking amazing at execution, which is why they're my God. third. Yes. What about Absolutely. yourself? So I have the exact same three. I think Eagles, Niners, Lions. How cool is that? The Lions are like that it's- high up on these rankings, man. You I keep what? asking you every I keep asking you every week how does it feel right now? But the Lions are nine and two. Like nine and three, just nine take and three, a, nine and three. I'm sorry, nine and three. But can yes. we just take a moment and just kind of go, wow, wow. You know the last time the Lions were nine and three 
like it was 1964 or some bullshit yeah, like it was that. the 60s and shit that's <laughs> that's bonkers dude then we're all living through it so anyway i won't go into that shit again but yes but i'm so glad that you mentioned the rams that's my sneaky pick i still feel <laughs> that the rams are right there because they're at six and six just on the outside looking in Tie with the Rams. I'm sorry, tie with the Packers, tie with the Vikings. So there is one game that could change the entire thing. But the Rams just got off a dominant fucking win this past week. Rams are still, and now they got Kyron Williams back. People are getting healthy again at the right fucking time. And Stafford is. Stafford is Stafford. So do not be surprised if the Rams overtake one of these last couple teams and sneak into a wild card. I'm just saying, they are right there and they're fucking talented. So that that mm-hmm. is all there is for that. Who are your pretenders in the NFC? Pretenders. Pretenders. Whoever wins the NFC South. <laughs> Automatic pretender. So currently that's the, the Atlanta Falcons, which what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh they're gonna get destroyed by whoever they play. Uh Green mm. Bay, Minnesota, the Rams, um Any whoever of them. the hell they play, they're getting fucking destroyed. Yes, sir. Um and then the NFC, see the NFC, I don't have that many pretenders. Cause I like I said, I believe the NFC's wide open outside of the NFC South. <laughs> I got a couple. I got a couple that would make you... Um, but I'll give you another one too. Go for it, go for it. And that's the fucking Dallas Cowboys. Y'all yes! not them boys. Yes! Yes! Y'all not them boys. <laughs> Overrated ass team. I was literally about to say the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I smell pretender like I smell it every fucking year, Cowboys fans. And I've said it on this show. And I guess the whole phrase of standing on business is the fucking phrase of the year now because everyone's fucking saying it, which is fine. But I'm standing on business when it comes to Dallas Cowboys. Y'all ain't them boys. And you haven't been them boys in a long fucking time. They are a great regular season team, unless they lose to the Cardinals, whatever. But that is all they have ever been in the last freaking decade. I'm sorry, Cowboys fans. You can keep deluding yourselves. But out of the teams I'm seeing still in this fucking running for the NFC crown, I'm looking at Dallas and going, yeah, you're 9-3. and three, But, dude, no. No, 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 no. There's a talent gap here. And I'm not trying to talk too much shit because they are a talented team. I think the Dallas defense is still stellar. And I think the, the production they're getting from defense is great. Yes. I am not a Dak believer. I think you need more than just CeeDee Lamb. I'm yes. sorry you do. And we were going to talk about CeeDee Lamb versus Devontae Smith. We were running out of time anyway. We'll get into them, I think, next week. Make sure you stay tuned for that one. But, mm-hmm. Cowboys, I'm sorry. It's not happening. I'm also saying a pretender is the Vikings. I don't know, bro. Mm. No cousins, no likey. I'm sorry. Mm. And Josh Dobbs just showed you he ain't the guy either. Bears prove that shit. So if the Bears are proving you wrong, you're a pretender. And that's my team. We shouldn't be beating you. We shouldn't be beating anybody. But if we're beating you and you're considered a contender, that's false. And even though I just said a lot of nice things about him, I'm still saying Packers are a pretender. They're currently in that seventh spot. I just think that it's not the talent. I'm not taking away from love. I'm just saying I think the record and the remaining games, they have to almost went out for me to actually really believe it because my god the teams again rams on your heels even the seahawks are six and six and i think the seahawks have a better overall team than the Packers. Oh, yeah. so like i think the packers are suspect because of where they are positioned not that they can't mm-hmm. get it done mm-hmm. again trying to be nice about it mm-hmm. but i like the rams and seahawks better as an overall team who can make some noise in the nfc but 
Makes we'll sense. see Green uh, Bay. Okay. We'll see Green see. Bay. We'll yeah, we'll see. How about the AFC, sir? Who are your nah. contenders in the AFC? First and foremost, y'all know what it is. Who did I pick to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year? I picked mm. the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Look at them sitting at number two right now, tied for the best record, if I'm not mistaken, at nine and three. They absolutely are. Oh, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Um, they can do it all: run the ball, throw the ball, play defense, whatever you want, however you want Ooh. it, they can give it to you. That defense, yes, Roquan. Nasty. I miss him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Another contender I have um, in the AFC, and this one might catch uh, some people by surprise: um, the Houston Texans. Oh, he said it. <laughs> Yo, we talk about MVP candidates. CJ Stroud is definitely one of them. Um, mm, 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 CJ mm. Stroud and uh, their head coach, uh, well, I can't think of his name, D'Amico Ryans, D'Amico has Ryans. completely changed the trajectory of this entire franchise. They were complete ass last year. Number two pick <laughs> overall. I, that's how ass they were. Now they seven and five about to get a playoff spot. Mm. Uh, I love the Houston Texans. They're um, great right now. Doing great. Those are the two main teams that I like. Um, like I said, I got a bunch of pretenders in the AFC, and and then of course I got to throw in the Chiefs. Right, just everyone knows the Chiefs. Of course, we, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they got a shot. Of course, Chiefs, of course. I throw them in the contenders as well. Uh, my contenders are definitely the same, except can't believe you didn't talk about the Miami Dolphins. Like, come on now, Tua, Tyreek, Abzari. That is a crazy talented team. Now, am I saying they're a Super Bowl winner potential? I don't know about that. But the Dolphins have been winning big games. They yeah, are been. multi-talented. As long as Tyreek stays on this pace and stays healthy, Miami is going to be a tough out. I think it depends on who they get matched up with first because they've been shown that they can be vulnerable on really fucking stupid games. But Miami is still, I think, it's got to be in the conversation of a potential winner, and that's kind of nuts. But, yes, Ravens, Chiefs, I still like the Jags. I still like the Jags. I know Trevor Ooh. Lewis losing now without him, and I don't know the severity of his injury yet. I haven't seen anything current. If there's no Trevor Lawrence, he's they're a pretender completely. But mm. if he's at least healthy enough to play in a playoff game, I think you need to watch out for Jacksonville. They are a, they're a loaded team. They have a lot going for them, and they're still in that eight and four spot. So, comfortably for the record, they make it in. I think it all depends on Trevor Lawrence, though. Mm. But that's really as far as it goes. But up, to, up until this last game, I really liked what I've seen from Jacksonville. But now we can get into your pretenders because you're right. There are a lot of frauds on this side of the fucking conference. Yes. But what do you got? And I'm glad you brought up two of my frauds. Hey, <laughs> the Miami Dolphins. That's my number one fraud. <laughs> Let me tell you guys why. Yes, they have yet. They have yet to beat a 500 team. They have yet to beat Ooh. a team with a winning record. You're not. Until wrong. you do that, I cannot count on you. You know. You know what other team uh, didn't beat any playoff teams or teams with winning records? The mm. 2014 Detroit Lions. Ooh, that's rough. So that's rough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Miami Dolphins, uh, number one pretender to me. Even though That's they fair. got all that talent. That's fair. Number two, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Ironically and surprisingly, for the same exact reason why you think they're going to be contenders, which is the guy at quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. He hasn't taken the step I expected him to take. 
It's it hasn't come, but his team he's is good enough where he hasn't had to. Exactly, he's progressed. He's progressed, yes. but he didn't take that big of a leap. If anything, he's just a touch better than what he was last year, which yeah. might still be good enough and will be good enough to get them in the playoffs. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to win them a game this year. I would say think, I don't sorry, think they win. The, I don't think they win their division. Mm. I think Houston catches them. Like, I picked them to win their division this season. I thought yeah. it was a foregone co- conclusion. You and I both. That's right. Um, But as far as what I've seen so far, man, the Texans, I like them winning that division. But I still got the Jaguars making the playoffs for sure. And that's what I was going to say is I do think it depends on who they get matched up with. Like, if it's a if it's a tough opponent in the first round, I think Jacksonville's out, especially if Lawrence is not 100%. And I absolutely agree with you. I expected Trevor Lawrence to take a big leap this year with mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley back and mm-hmm. the emergence of my boy, Travis Etienne, who has been lighting shit up. Mm-hmm. I thought that was enough. And Christian Kirk as well has been doing fucking well. So I thought they had enough juice on offense and an underrated defense mm-hmm. and Trevor Lawrence helming the fucking t- the team together. So like, Mm-hmm. I had big hopes for Jacksonville coming this year. You're right, though. It has kind of fallen apart a bit, and Trevor is a big part of that, too. So I think it really depends on matchup. And if they don't win their own division, I almost feel it helps them, but we'll get there later. I'm just saying. We'll get there, I think later. They, we'll get there later. We'll get there later, yes. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. You noticed that I did not say the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, those are my other pretender because they're not even in the playoff picture right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to bring him up because you picked him to win the Super Bowl. That's the only exactly. reason why I was going to bring him up. And that's why I'm bringing him up. I have written down contenders, pretenders, and then I have question mark Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I don't fucking know about Buffalo. Yes, I picked them to win the Super Bowl. Yes, I am standing on that point. If they sneak in to a last-minute playoff spot, I can still see Buffalo clicking something on and making some shit happen. However, their season is the most baffling season in this league today. I'm just putting it out there. That is a team I expected well into double-digit wins. Even with the losses they've had, whatever, I expected history to keep moving forward for Buffalo. And oh my God, what the hell is going on in that fucking team? I have no clue. They're losing games. They have no business losing. The wins they got are weird as shit. So like, they're a giant question mark. I will. I, that's where I will leave them as a question mark. If they make it into the playoffs somehow, I see them being a, a spoiler. If they miss it completely, like I said, if it ain't this year, pull the plug. I think it's never their fucking year. That could be just the curse of the Buffalo Bills from the Jim Kelly days where they just will never be the fucking bride and they'll always be a bridesmaid or at this point, they're Barely the flower girl. So don't know, Buffalo. I don't know. But your pretenders, yeah, I literally have, like, everybody else listed here. And yeah. you'll notice I'm including the Texans on this one. Not that I don't think they can what? make it. I know. It's for one reason. It's not C.J. Stroud. They lost Tank Dell. I think Tank Dell was on an immaculate pace to be a great weapon for this fucking team and i can't wait till he comes back he was doing so fucking good but i think the dynamic he brings to houston is going to be sorely missing at a crucial time i'm not saying i don't think they'll make it and Mm -hmm. i'm not saying i don't think they'll even win a series or anything like that not series a game or anything like that but Mm -hmm. to talk about super bowl contenders 
I'm sorry, Houston. You need a little bit more. As great as they've been, as fun as they are to watch, and as good as their record is, that's the thing about the AFC is how many of these guys are 8-4, and 7-5, and 6-6? Six and six? That's like 12 teams within like a one-game period between each other. So, like, mm. it's really tough in the AFC. And, again, we're talking to people like the Bengals, the Chargers, who are only a couple games back. I'm not talking about the Raiders and Jets and Titans on that bullshit. But those teams, even the Broncos had, what, a six-game win streak? They're proving yeah. they can fucking like, – that came out of nowhere too. So the AFC, I think, is so much tighter where I think the Texans, because of that loss and because it's still the Texans, as good as they are, they might be the ones kind of hanging out here. I don't think the Browns are going to be that good without fucking Watson. The Colts are just that weird fucking team that wins games with – Fucking Gardner Minshew, but come on, man. And Steelers, I'm sorry. Y'all got Trubisky the rest of the way, so I know your asses yep. are out. It ain't happening for y'all. That being said, AFC, I see a lot of pretenders and a lot of y'all who are going to get first-round knockouts and end your season real fucking quick. But mm. I would love it. Again, and I have the Texans written down as, I would love this. Yep. I would love it if Houston got to the playoffs and made some noise in C.J. Stroud's first fucking season as a rookie making a playoff splash? It's going to happen. Kid. That'd be so fucking dope. I hope it's so. I sincerely hope it does. I cannot so wait. Great. I cannot wait till the end of the season, end of the regular season, and we can, like, recap yeah. maybe what we thought about our draft picks. Woo. And I'm going to clip in the part where I said that C.J. Stroud is the best quarterback in this draft. Oof. Oof. He's looking like it, right? My he, God. Man, he... uh. That guy's a magician right now. I feel differently. I think I think they're primed for a big playoff push. I hope oh. so. Again, I'm hoping that you're right. I am just looking at it like there's a there's a one Wait. game a piece here where I'm like someone what, um, who's really good is gonna yeah. get left out in the cold. So what? I forgot where where they are, but what seed is uh Jacksonville right now? Jacksonville's at four. And four? The Texans okay. are sitting at eight, but see six and yeah. seven are the Colts and Browns. So it's like. Oh, they're they're gonna drop. Yeah, they're all the same record. So these drop. last few games are gonna be so important. The, the reason why no, I say that obvious. Is, the reason why I say that is because I think the Texans, like I mentioned before, are gonna win their division. So they're mm. probably gonna end up as the fourth seed. Right. They're probably gonna get a matchup against the fucking Steelers. You never I was know. Say yeah, <laughs> and they're gonna demolish them. <laughs> That'd be know. so dope. That'd be so dope. See, yeah, the, the NFC matchups potentially are like kind of easy to figure out. AFC, I have no fucking idea. These, yeah, it's it's way harder to predict because there's way more competition. Way more. It's such a close race in the AFC. So yeah, yeah, folks, keep but on. It's, it's weird because it's like it's such a it's a bigger race in the AFC, but we kind of know who's gonna win it. I think so. Like it's kind of it's kind of Kansas City, Baltimore, right? Yeah, and, and I know Dolphins are like. Technically number one, but they're tied with the Ravens on the record too. Yeah, I think Ravens Chiefs are like the two front runners in the AFC for sure. Like, yeah, it, and it's like it's a foregone conclusion. Like one of them is going to be in it. One of them's going to get it. Yeah, it's that's how it is. But we'll see. Y'all make sure you stay tuned for all that fucking recap because we got a lot to recap. This shit's going to be fucking crazy. It's one of the craziest finishes to a playoffs I've ever seen. And hopefully these guys just stay healthy and give us some great fucking matchups. For a fucking championship. I, that's all I want. I don't want to see busted ass teams missing their star players stumbling into the fucking Super Bowl. No, nah, man. I want 100% against 100%. So let's make it fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, sir. So, uh, since we are wrapping up now, why don't you give some last words to your adoring fans who are still out there? Um, I don't necessarily have any last words. I, I just need to get some shit off my chest. Oh! So, the Lakers last night were uh, three-point favorites going against the Suns. Oh, uh, here we go. And on the final possession of the game, uh, Austin Reeves caught the ball on the inbound pass. Sworn by Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, he loses the ball. He loses the ball, loses control, and for some fucking reason, the Lakers are rewarded with a timeout. <laughs> no one had control of the ball. And ironically enough, who ended up with the ball at the end of the play? Devin Booker. Oof. So I say all that to say, you NBA refs ain't shit. Y'all just costing me my parlay. Oh, no, not the parlay. The not Suns would have easily covered. They, they would have easily covered, bro. Mm, 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 but mm, no, mm. you need no. Actually, it wasn't three. It was two and a half. Lakers minus two and a half. Lakers won by three. Oh, <laughs> brutal, brutal, uh, brutal. You I'm still so sorry. So my 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 last final message for all of our and adoring fans is: if you still don't think pro sports are rigged, please think again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you talk about refs. We didn't even cover the ridiculous miss fucking. Pass interference calls in that Kansas City Green Bay game because oh my god, some of those on both sides. I was like, I sounded like a big enough hater today. Yeah, (laughs) me. I mean, I did what I could, but my god, refs in general, get your heads out of your asses. I know it's a hard job, but my god, certain things are just fucking blatantly are just clear as day, and y'all just missing all that bullshit. But that's a conversation for a different day. In the (laughs) meantime. Make sure you go back and listen to all of our other conversations because there's quite a few of them, almost a full year's worth of conversations for your ass. And where can you find that, Ryan? So you can find that on our YouTube channel. That's going to be youtube.com slash The Bank Bros Show. You can find um, our full episodes on Spotify. That's spotify.com slash Bank Bros Show. Yes, sir. Mm. Um, and again, that's where you can find our full episodes. So, um, obviously, we don't put everything on our YouTube clips because we want you to watch the full episode so you guys can, you know, feel the energy, feel the vibes, and just come kick it. Energy, energy, energy. Make sure you also hit the inbox up. We're at gmail.com. And, you know, we're trying to get that Insta up too. So that's at Bank Bro Show just as well. So, again, we make it very easy for you to find your Bank Bros content whenever the fuck you need it. So, you know, you're welcome for that. And we're thankful every time you hit play. Tell your fucking friends. Tell one friend. We don't care. Like I always say, tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your bald-headed granny. It is what it is. We want to hear from you. We're starting to hear more from you. and We fucking love it. And even if you're coming online and tell us that our, our opinions are absolute dog shit, we love it. Yeah. Bring it on. Especially me, because to... I'm going to talk my shit right back and he, stand on ex- business. <laughs> that's right. He will stand on it no matter what. As wrong as he can be sometimes, as wrong as I can be sometimes, we'll sink with that fucking shit. We're Titanic fans over here. We're Kate Winslet, motherfucker. We went over mm. that too. So mm. we will stand on it, and we'd love to talk to you. We love hearing from you. We want to hear those opinions too. So hit us up, man. You know what time it is. So next week, Make sure you don't miss another fucking episode this Saturday, 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. We'll be back here next week for more sports news for your ass. Until then, you already know what it is. Bank bros are in your city. We are here for you. And what, Ryan? And you can bank on it. Mm, I love when he says that shit. Good night, (laughs) folks. One, two, three.
Rock, rock.